Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Sadenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as we get you ready for the weekend here in Major League Baseball. But Griffin, let's start with what we saw on Thursday because we had some really good pitching matchups, including the top two favorites for the National League Cy Young doing battle in Spencer Strider and Zach Gowan in the Diamondbacks against the Braves. And both pitchers, Griffin, got through five innings unscathed. In the sixth inning, Gowan gave up a run, and then the seventh inning happened. Arizona scores four off of Strider. Gowan gives up two in the bottom of the seventh, and when it was all said and done, the Braves won the game 7-5. Final line on Strider, six innings, four runs, 13 strikeouts, two home runs allowed. Final line on Gowan, seven innings, three runs, five strikeouts, two home runs allowed. Yeah, and I think uh, 11 runs on 13 hits at one point. So uh, the efficiency was uh, was golden in this one. Um, two great pitching performances that maybe the starters got left out there a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. But uh, big comeback win for the Braves. Uh, Austin Riley down to two strikes and hit one that uh, was looked like it was never going to land. Uh, and then I think Olsen went back-to-back right after that to give the, uh, the Braves a two-run lead. And... That seems to be what happens. Unfortunately, I mean, we've said in this podcast all season, first five unders, if you're playing unders, don't don't mess with the Manfred men late in extra innings. Don't mess with bullpens. Uh, just stick with those first five innings and, and hope for the best. So before the game, Spencer Strider was the favorite for the National League Cy Young. Zach Gowan was the second favorite. After the game, it has flip-flopped. Zach Gowan is the favorite at plus 220. Spencer Strider is the second favorite at plus 250. It makes sense. One guy gave up three runs. Another guy gave up four runs. Uh, the third favorite for the National League Cy Young is Blake Snell. Snell is at plus 425. And Snell got the start also here on Thursday. He picked up the loss, but he went five innings allowing just one run. He did walk seven. He struck out four. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense to, to flip-flop some Cy Young odds. I, I don't I don't know. To me, I feel like they would say the same based on how much money is coming in and has come in all season. Blake Snell also on the trading block, potentially, though the Padres have been playing really well lately, trying their best to uh, prevent the, the team from getting broken up. I think Joe Musgrove said something about, yeah, it makes sense to see Blake Snell and, and Josh Hader potentially leaving the team, but they're still going to be good anyway, which I thought was a funny comment this week. I still think that at plus 450, Snell offers value. In his last 11 starts now, he's only allowed five runs. And we're talking about in 63 innings, he's only allowed five runs. Like this guy should be getting a lot more love than Zach Gowan and Spencer Strider are getting. Certainly could. Uh, also was a huge, I mean, was a Cy Young winner before in Tampa. Um, I have some questions. Is, is what happens with eligibility if he gets traded to the American League? Uh, also, I do feel like the performance of the team, while it shouldn't necessarily matter, I feel like it does a lot of times in these season-long awards. And I feel like that would tip the scales in the direction of Spencer Strider, considering how good the Braves have been so far this season. Last week, I warned... Uh, that, well, I don't know if it was a a warning. Maybe it was an optimistic approach that the Cardinals were not out of the race just yet to make the postseason. And I said, all it's going to take is for them to go on a little bit of a run, maybe win like 
10 games out of their next 12 and go from 11 and a half or 12 games out of the division to being five or six games out, which is doable once the calendar flips to August. Well, here we are now Thursday evening, July 20th, and the Cardinals have just won six straight games. And all of a sudden, it's happening, Griffin. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is uh, I mean, and beating some, I mean, maybe overachieving teams, you could call the Miami Marlins that. Also had a pretty good win today, or it looks like it'll be a win against the Cubs, uh, which was actually my best bet today was the Cubs. Really thought they were underpriced and uh, clearly fool. Shame on me for that one. But, I mean, we, we knew they were a good team. Everyone did. A um, lot of questions in that clubhouse and, with the manager and, and really management of the entire organization. Um, the problem is that the, the Brewers don't seem to be losing right now either. So um, the division seems to be a little bit further away than I thought it would be necessarily. Cause I, I really didn't think Minnesota or Milwaukee would be hitting the ball at all. Um, but certainly a, an interesting story to watch. And I'm looking forward to seeing if the Cardinals can write the ship because ultimately they still got a good team. They got a great lineup and a really good bullpen once they get to full strength. So six straight wins. We'll see how far they can go with this little stretch here. Let's take a look at the schedule for Friday, and let's start with the Cardinals at the Cubs. That's your Friday afternoon game at Wrigley Field. Justin Steele gets the start for the Cubs. Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. Chicago's minus 120 with Steele, one of the best ERAs in baseball, on the mound. Yeah, and I, this good shot for um, this I, the the Cardinals saw Steele in London, I want to say, against Adam Wainwright uh, earlier this summer, and he he knifed through them pretty well. And, and I know you've talked him up as a potential Cy Young candidate um, on the like All Star break shows. But on the other side, Jack Flaherty's been a lot better. Uh, one of the best arms in baseball just a few years ago, and then shoulder problems has kind of changed who he was. But he's coming around, getting a little bit more, I think, done with his arm strength. Not as many strikeouts as we're used to before his shoulder injury, but he's coming around. He's one of those guys that I think is on fantasy baseball radars, like a, a starter that you should pick up if you don't have him just yet. And seeing him as a slight underdog on the road at Wrigley with a team that's playing very well and what I think is a much better St. Louis bullpen than Chicago – uh, I think Chicago looks a little bit cheap, but uh, I think I have a Cardinals lean, and that's it for this one. Orioles are at the Rays. Kyle Bradish on the mound for Baltimore. Zach Eflin goes for Tampa. The Rays are minus 160. Tampa Bay free-falling. They've lost five straight games. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a new leader in the uh, AL East right yep. now? Orioles, or, Orioles are in first place. After Baltimore's win today, uh, pretty amazing. They did get two innings out of uh, Bautista, the mountain out of the bullpen. So we'll see what that looks like in terms of availability, though. I think if there's ever a time to extend someone, it's against your closest challenger in a division race. But uh, Kyle Bradish has been great ever since he basically went and, and upped his slider percentage, I think, to like ridiculous numbers. But it's so good that it's been working very well. Zach Eflin quietly, I think, has been one of the quieter names in the Tampa Bay rotation that has been probably the best arm so far and it might even deserve some Cy Young uh, accolades or thoughts himself. Uh, it just feels like a big price to me seeing almost plus 140 on the Orioles who, I mean, I'm not sure necessarily that they have a better lineup, but I think they're uh, certainly not as cold as the Rays have been and then have a great bullpen and can hang around late and, and aren't giving aren't being given much of a chance to win this game based on the, the goal or the, the, the money line. 
Rockies are at the Marlins. Braxton Garrett gets a start from Miami. The Rockies are undecided just yet. Miami, a, f- a small favorite in this one. Yeah, it should be a gigantic favorite, I think. Just based on how poorly the Rockies have played on the road, uh, going back, I don't know, their entire franchise history, it seems. Um, I thought they were competitive against the Yankees, but uh, this is a really good spot for Braxton Garrett, I think, to ring up a bunch of strikeouts. Chris Bryant's probably questionable after getting hit by the pitch on the, I think, the left forearm or maybe right forearm just a couple days ago. Um, it's a big test for Colorado, and, and ultimately Miami needs to show that they're the team that was fighting for a playoff spot just a few weeks ago. Padres are at the Tigers. San Diego's minus 140 with Seth Lugo getting the start. Reese Olsen goes for Detroit. Yeah, the Padres have been great. I mean, hard to argue. Yes, they dropped a game Thursday to the Blue Jays uh, on getaway day, but had pretty much been controlling most series they were in, controlled the Mets in, in New York. Um, and now they get a really poor hitting uh, Detroit team, which has woken up a little bit lately, but I think that's ultimately playing against their in-division rival, the Royals, who are one of the worst teams in baseball, maybe history. Um, seems like a, a fairly big price for Seth Lugo, but I, I want to buy him because I feel like he's always shown he can get outs for the Mets and now is finally able to do that on a five or six inning type of slate instead of just getting one inning out of the bullpen. Royals are at the Yankees. Alec Marsh goes for Kansas City. Clark Schmidt for the Yankees. And if there was ever a series where the Yankees could get right, this has to be it has to be it or i think that this might be one of the last chances before we start to see some trade baits thrown out there um i think alec marsh had a really good debut or or last start against the rays but i i feel like we should be taking good starts against the rays as a grain of salt clark schmidt's been good uh and so i i don't see a reason to back the royals unless you're just really fading the yankees at all costs Diamondbacks at the Reds. Tommy Henry goes for Arizona. Ben Lively for Cincinnati. Reds are minus 120 at home. Feels like an expensive price for the Reds. I still think I trust their offense. They played a very limited San Francisco team uh, on on Thursday. Got that win to split a four-game series, um, which was important. But they're kind of looking over their shoulders. The the kind of panic add of, of Encarnacion Strand to the Major League lineup, I, I think they're just really going for it, which I appreciate. But uh, Ben Lively, I almost said Blake Lively for the 15th time on this show, um, was hit and I think got a little bit nicked up his last start. We'll see how that goes. Arizona can hit. They've, they've made that clear in Great American Small Park. There should be a lot of runs in this one. And, and I don't know that I trust either of these bullpens. So, it's a big series for two teams trying to prove that they belong in the playoff race. We'll see if they can stay in it. The Giants are at the Nationals. Alex Wood on the mound for San Francisco. Jake Irvin for D.C. San Francisco is minus 160. Big price considering how depleted that San Francisco lineup was today. Uh, they do face a righty and an Irvin on, on Friday, so they should be able to, to get a lot of their platoon lefties in the lineup. But wasn't a lot of effort out of that team today. Uh, this is a big series for them if they want to stay in a playoff race, though, because Washington is a team that uh, you should go get some wins against. Kode Senga on the mound for the Mets. They're in Boston to take on the Red Sox. James Paxton goes for the Sox. Boston, a small favorite, minus 120 over the Mets and Senga. Ooh, I have Cutter Crawford in this one. Uh, I I think the Red Sox would much yep, rather it have is, Yeah, Yep, Cutter Crawford, yep. Okay, okay, because Paxton, I mean... Unfortunately, I'm always worried about him getting hurt because I've got a lot of exposure to him in fantasy. And, and I, I don't it, I swear when he pops up at times, I'm like always worried if I'm reading it wrong or something like that. But anyway, Cutter Crawford got good numbers this year. 
seems like the fantasy community likes him a lot, but Senga has been striking out the world. Um, I, I just, part of me feels like, are we just going to just never expect, like, are, are we just going to give the Mets so many chances to finally wake up? It's taken too long. Uh, I really like Senga, but I just feel like they're, they're not very good in the bullpen. Their lineup is sometimes clicking, but a lot of times not. Paul, uh, excuse me, Pete Alonso has been struggling so much. I feel like I need a bigger price if I'm going to play the Mets, though I don't really love the Red Sox here. Phillies are at the Guardians. Ranger Suarez for Philadelphia. Gavin Williams for Cleveland. Philly, a minus 125 road favorite. Yeah, Gavin Williams hasn't really proven much to me so far this year. Uh, big prospect pedigree and Guardians, I think, get the benefit of the doubt for their starting pitchers. But uh, huge lineup discrepancy here. I don't know that Cleveland's bullpen has been as strong. Philadelphia's has been okay. So I understand Suarez being favored on the road. Um, and I'm looking to see if this one flips. I doubt it will, though, however. The Rangers, who have not lost since the All-Star break, will host the Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin for L.A., Andrew Haney for Texas. This is minus 110 both ways. Big test here. Uh, Haney is so hard to trust. Uh, but Gonsolin, honestly, he gets a lot of respect for pitching for the Dodgers, has uh, a lot of outings that seem to be pretty lukewarm to me. Um, the Rangers lineup might be better than the Dodgers here, though I wouldn't certainly make the Dodgers an underdog against most teams. But uh, looking to see what happens with this number, I feel like if it climbs too high, I think I want to be interested in the Dodgers. I like their bullpen better. Um, but at this current number, split both ways, I feel like it's a game I just want to watch to see if the, the Rangers can hold up. Michael Soroka gets a start for the Braves in Milwaukee to take on Freddie Peralta and the Brewers. Atlanta, a minus-125 road favorite. Yeah, I guess you got to favor the, the Braves lineup, but I feel like the Brewers have been playing really well. They're going to try to make this a really low-scoring game, not exactly a, a low-scoring park they're playing in. But Soroka's tried to reinvent himself. I'm not really sure how much I trust him just yet. Freddie Peralta's been really good. We know he has great stuff, and if there's ever a swing-and-miss type of pitcher against the, 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 the Atlanta Braves that could have success, I think it's Peralta. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens, and uh, if, if this number keeps climbing, I think I'm more and more interested in the Brew Crew. We got the White Sox at the Twins. Lance Linday for Chicago. Joe Ryan goes from Minnesota. The Twinkies, minus 165. Yeah, big price, but Minnesota's kind of been waffling all around. It's hard to really trust the White Sox. Lance Lynn, certainly with big strikeout numbers, potentially. Um, but he still gives up runs, even though when he strikes up strikes out 16 or something like that. So um, White Sox bullpen still seems to be uh, pretty far away, uh, a big problem for the team. Um, I just don't know if there's enough there for me to want to back uh, Lance Lynn. Pirates are at the Angels. Shohei Otani gets a start on the mound. Johan Oviedo for Pittsburgh. Angels, minus 195. Yeah, big price, uh, but Otani probably deserves it. Pittsburgh's been unable to hit the ball. Their bullpen's pretty weak besides David Bednar closing games out. Oviedo has shown some some spurts of being really good this year, but also has been hit pretty hard by teams that you wouldn't expect to hit them. Uh, Angels certainly are, are a weakened lineup without Mike Trout, but Otani hits really well when he pitches as well. I mean, what can't the guy do? Um gigantic price on an Angels team, but they are kind of looking up with a good series against the Yankees, uh, maybe the corpse of the New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, but it was still a bunch of wins. And they're, I, I think the Angels are seeing themselves kind of go on the right right track, trying to find their way and sneak into a playoff spot. Look, a series here against the Pirates and then three games against Detroit. If they go five out of six, I don't think they trade Otani because their chances of making the playoffs will greatly improve with five more wins here in the next six games. 
I think you're probably right. I, I'm still not even sure they trade Otani based on ticket sales and just a, a really poorly run organization in general. But I think the most profitable fade in my like history books are betting against the Los Angeles Angels. So I kind of hope they keep them just for selfish reasons. Astros are at the A's. Framber Valdez, the Cy Young favorite in the American League, goes against J.P. Sears. Astros a big minus 265 road favorite. Especially big considering Valdez has been off and on about even making this start. I think was supposed to go Thursday, got pushed to Friday, uh, but is honestly in a great park for him or for any pitcher, really. I'm not sure necessarily that he his kind of makeup matters as much. He's been really trading a lot of his ground ball outs for strikeouts this year. It hasn't worked perfectly for him, but as you said, one of the favorites to win the Cy Young in the AL. Um, hard to argue with that. Gets a really, really poor lineup. I, I don't see Oakland challenging them, even with Sears in a perfect park for a, a extreme fly ball pitcher. The Blue Jays at the Mariners. Bryce Miller for Seattle. You say Kikuchi for Toronto and Seattle minus 125 at home. A game that you will be in attendance for. That's right. Uh, my my buddy got me a Vlad Guerrero jer- jersey, so I'm fully going Toronto style. <laughs> Especially funny because when people ask me where I'm from, I'm going to have to lie and say Toronto or something like that. Anyway, uh, Kikuchi, great strikeout numbers, should get a bunch of Ks against a Mariners lineup that doesn't seem to hit the ball very well. Uh, Bryce Miller, great fastball, but not a lot more to his game. I think he's going to really struggle with the Toronto team. So I really like that plus 109 I'm seeing right now on the visiting Jays in a series that is known for having almost 80% Toronto fans because everyone from Canada comes down, uh, drives in from Vancouver, and there's one team in Canada. So despite all the rivalries you might see in hockey, they all root for the Jays. All right, Griffin, before we get to best bets, tell the people how they could save money at pregame.com. Use the promo code SWING20, good for 20% off. All listeners of this MLB podcast, good for seven days from the podcast release. So you got till the 27th of July, but why wait? Plenty of money to make this weekend. You got my picks coming out, Scotty's as well. Plus plenty of great handicappers at pregame.com putting out their regular season wins for college football, the NFL. Plus we got great contests. Join the forums. If you haven't signed up yet, make a new account. You get free $25, which I'm sure is enough to invest in one of our picks for a day. Uh, but use the promo code SWING20 and uh, hit the ball hard as we add a little bit of extra money and, and potentially some extra guidance for pregame.com. So for my best bet on this Friday, July 21st episode, I'm going to go with Kyle Bradish and the Baltimore Orioles. A little bit more of a longer shot than I've been doing lately, but we got a plus 137 right now at Bet Online. So take Kyle Bradish, take the newly first-placed Baltimore Orioles, and uh, really a team that's got a great bullpen and is up against a pretty cool, cold, cooling Tampa Bay Rays at home. I'm going to go against one of the better pitchers in the National League in Justin Steele and give me the Red Hot Cardinals at even money. This is the hottest team in baseball, winners of six straight games. Uh, I just think that they're on such a roll right now. They're believing in themselves, and this, this team is on a mission. They cannot be stopped right now, so give me the Cardinals to continue surging and win their seventh straight game. Feels like a coin flip, and uh, you're a plus EV bet at 50% here, so uh, with a plus 108 I'm seeing right now. So go get it. I like St. Louis as well. Might be joining you. There he is, Griffin Warner. Enjoy uh, the game in Seattle. Enjoy the ballpark. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if they're still doing the, the chocolate-covered uh, cricket, but I, I'm <laughs> skipping that. Yeah, no thanks. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Sandberg. This has been RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. Have a good weekend.